0: Hey guys, we have a special announcement. It's World Kindness Day today, and to celebrate this year, we released our first ever Society of Kind Humans t-shirt. For this campaign, we're directing a portion of our proceeds to teen activist Marley Diaz, who started the hashtag 1000BlackGirlBooks. You'll learn more about Marley in this episode. If you believe in the power of being kind and are interested in purchasing our shirt, you can head on over to SincerelyHuman.com store. We just love how the shirt turned out and we hope you love it just as much as we do. Again, that's sincerelyhuman.com slash store. Link is in our show notes.
1: In fifth grade i was becoming really frustrated about the lack of diversity in the books that i was reading i never saw black girls as the main characters and i knew that in my home library my parents always made sure that i had diversity and they taught me how to use our gifts and talents to make the world a better place so now i'm in fifth grade i see a problem that affects something that i love which is reading and my mom says to me as i talk about the problem and i complain she says what are you going to do about it
2: This is the story of Marley Diaz, fourteen-year-old student activist and founder of the campaign #Hashtag1000BlackGirlBooks. This is Camille,
0: and this is Maverick, and this is Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action.
2: From the lens of today's most inspiring humans.. Marley's relationship with books started early, at about age two or three, according to her mom. So she thinks that she read too
1: much to me and now I have so many words that I would never stop talking.
2: <laughs> Marley was born in Philadelphia. Her parents would show her old pictures because she doesn't have any memories of living there. Marley's family moved and she grew up in West Orange, New Jersey.
1: My mom's from Jamaica and my dad is from Massachusetts. So I've learned a lot about, you know, my dad's culture and where he's from and the islands. His parents and great-grandparents used to grow up in West Africa, the Cape Verde Islands. And my mom is from Jamaica, born there. So she talks about Jamaica all the time. So as much as I'm an American, I still have a lot of my cultural identity in the places that my parents came from.
2: Marley's house is anything but quiet. Laughter bounces off the walls. And as an only child, it's just Marley, her mom, and her dad. They do things like talk about sports, watch documentaries, or, you guessed it, go to bookstores.
3: It does not seem like it's that much fun, but it really is. Last night, we went to a football game for the local high school. We go to the mall. She and her dad go to the mall way more than I'm willing to go to the mall.
0: That's Marley's mom, Janice Dias, the founder of Grassroots Community Foundation. She's also a professor of sociology at John Jay College of Criminal Justice.
3: We laugh a lot. Uh, we watch stupid things on on the phone a lot and share memes. It's a household of really ridiculous
0: people. Growing up, Marley enjoyed reading books that defied expectations.
1: So when I was in fourth grade, third grade, we were reading books about white boys and their dogs, and I talk about that all the time. But I used to love fractured fairy tales.
0: When she says fractured fairy tales. Marley means stories wherein authors take classic fairy tales like Cinderella and give them a twist. It could be anything from modernizing or changing key details to changing the way the story impacts readers.
1: Like we would read short stories in third grade all the time. And I remember I used to love to write those. So it would be kind of like these little tiny short fantastical stories that our teacher would give us. And I used to be obsessed with them. I used to love like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and all those Roald Dahl books. As much as I'm not like a huge fancy person, I never really liked Harry Potter that much. I used to love those stories that had like one really fantastical character and it was like placed into a real
0: world. As much as Marley loved to read, she felt dissatisfied with the books her school had to offer.
1: So in fifth grade, I was becoming really frustrated about the lack of diversity in the books that I was reading. I never saw black girls as the main characters. And I knew that in my home library, my parents always made sure that I had diversity.
0: Marley expressed her frustration to her mom.
1: And my mom says to me, as I talk about the problem and I complain, she says, what are you gonna do about it?
2: Janice is no average parent. As a founder herself, she's familiar with taking action. A big part of grassroots is developing wellness programs for women and girls, particularly those who grew up in economic distress. They also advocate for policies and practices that foster racial and gender equality. So using a lot of the tools and resources I've learned through grassroots and through my mom about how to
1: identify a problem, do research, gather your resources, and present yourself, I've been able, over the past three years now, create a campaign that promotes diversity and equity in children's books.
2: So yes, she created her own campaign. And yes, she was 10. But age was no obstacle for a girl as resilient as Marley Diaz. In November of 2015, Hashtag 1000 Black Girl Books was born.
1: So, the way that the campaign works is basically we use social media a lot to promote and say donate books that have Black girls as the main character, not the sidekick, not the quirky best friend, but the main character. And then people will donate those in, whether it's just librarians, regular parents, kids themselves, or publishing houses. They send the books to us, and then we basically redistribute them to communities that need them. So a lot of the times, there are spaces that have a lot of Black people, but those Black people don't see themselves in the books that they read.
0: With great ideas come great obstacles, and the hashtag 1000BlackGirlBooks was no exception.
1: So the campaign was actually going pretty slowly at the beginning. We were doing posts on Grassroots on My Mom's Foundation's Instagram. I was, you know, posing with my books. I was smiling. I was trying to get people to donate. But we were not getting a lot of support.
0: The goal was to collect 1,000 books and bring them to Jamaica. Two weeks before the scheduled trip, Marley still had 800 books to collect. And time was running out.
1: So, um, luckily, I have a great team behind me that has been supporting the campaign and supporting my work that was able to get me to do, you know, um, Fox 29, which is like a Philadelphia news show, which is a morning show. I did one segment with them, it was me and my mom.
0: Marley stood on stage wearing an orange dress and bright green glasses. Her passion and positivity came through, and she gained support for the campaign. People were identifying her mission and taking action.
1: People were, you know, supporting and they were saying, this is really important. I remember when I was in elementary school and I never saw myself. So we were getting a lot
2: of support from the people that saw that segment. As is often the case, with fame comes backlash, no matter how noble the cause. But Marley was smart about dealing with negativity.
1: I got a lot of support in the campaign, but I was also getting some backlash.
2: And myself, I still to this day have never seen the tweets. I've never seen what people say. She kept her eye on the prize and that method proved to be successful. Days after her segment aired on Good Day Philadelphia, someone else reached out to Marley.
1: We've been getting so many stories from our viewers telling us about people who live by the words, be kind to one
3: another. At just 11 years old, our next guest is already making a mark on the world from West Orange, New Jersey. Please welcome Marley Dias.
2: That's a clip from Marley's appearance on The Ellen Show. And that is kind of alongside Fox 29, who started that
1: momentum one of the breakthrough moments of the campaign. And then after that, we were getting books, on top of books, on top of books, and people all around the world were able to find out what 1000 Black Girl Books is and how they can help.
0: Being on a platform that reaches millions of people made all the difference. Once the word was out, donations for hashtag 1000BlackGirlBooks came pouring in. Marley kept the books in her mom's office, and after being on The Ellen Show, Marley says she couldn't even see the carpet of that office. Piles and piles of books took over the room.
1: There were books everywhere. It was like insane, just piles and piles and piles. And we were logging the books, writing down how many we had, but it was insane. Some of my vivid memories of when I first like realized that the campaign is getting bigger than I thought like it could ever get was when we were getting like books from people in Japan or in Canada and I realize now thinking about it how far is Japan from West Orange, New Jersey and even Canada which is you know just north of where we live but I was still just so blown away that people were in different countries in completely different parts of the world never met me before didn't even know me and wanted to give that one book that they had, or saying that I live in Japan and I want to have Black girl books. So I think when I started to see like international letters that were written to me and saying thank you for what I've done, it was just like a huge moment.
0: Given the success she had, people were surprised by her age.
1: I think a lot of people that are older than me, they think that if it's an adult issue, adults should handle it. If it's a kid's issue, adults should still handle it. And they think that you have to be older to understand that you can make a change in the world. There's some people when they interview me or they hear me speak, they're just so blown away. And I definitely think it's a compliment when they say like, you speak so well for someone that's 14. But that's also like they're underestimating me. you know? They didn't have an open mindset when I started speaking in the first place. I had to kind of do my own way of proving them wrong, even though I don't ever want to look at someone and be like, I'm going to prove you wrong. I want to be able to just do my best and live freely and be respected for who I am and my ideas and have my age not necessarily be the reason why I'm so fantastic.
2: Regardless of age, Marley's ideas were definitely good in their own right. So good that they landed her on the online magazine com, And we're not talking about a feature article. She earned the title editor of a section called Marley Mag on com, And it
1: was a lot of fun. I got to interview Misty Copeland and I got to interview Ava and get a lot of other people to talk about their own ideas of Black girlhood and literacy and diversity and inclusion
2: itself. When Marley says Ava... She's talking about Ava DuVernay, the award-winning filmmaker who directed Selma, 13th, and A Wrinkle in Time. She also founded African-American Film Festival Releasing Movement, now called Array. Array is a company that amplifies independent films by people of color and women filmmakers globally. Marley recalls interviewing Ava vividly. So I got to interview her in Louisiana during Essence Fest, one of the hottest
1: I tell you the hottest days of my entire life. Like it was just sweat everywhere in this old house. And I just like was so blown away because I never heard her voice that much before because she's a director. So she has this raspy, deep voice. She's just like my mom, a super smart, super tall, super thoughtful woman that was just trying to answer questions from a little like 11 year old girl. And I knew inside myself that if I really wanted to do it, I can nail the interview, but it was hard and it was hot. And I was under my own pressure.
0: She came in prepared and it paid off. Despite the sweltering heat and sweat, Marley nailed the interview. And as it turns out, that interview with Ava opened up more doors for Marley.
1: And then later, um, she chose me as her kind of charity of choice for the Variety of Women in Power event. She could have chosen Habitat for Humanity, Doctors Without Borders, all these organizations that do really amazing stuff, but she chose me a girl from the suburbs that just loves to read and wants to make sure that other people
2: have the same rights to read. And just when he thought Marley couldn't be any more impressive, she decided to write her own book titled Marley Dias Gets It Done and So Can You. Any author can tell you how hard it is to write a book. Imagine writing a book while juggling life as a student. On my part, I was still going to middle school. I couldn't tell
1: my teachers, hey, I'm writing a book, I don't need homework for like the rest of the month. Like, I can't say that. They didn't allow us to do those things. And my teachers would have been like, you're kidding. They wouldn't have believed me. So it was definitely a process of we had to put all all this work in secret. And we didn't really get to tell our close friends that I didn't want to because I didn't want to put all that pressure on myself. But it definitely came out even better than I could have ever imagined.
2: In her book, Marley pushes kids to pursue passions no matter their age and the intro is written by none other than Ava DuVernay. The book was a huge success, receiving praise from Bustle, Teen Vogue, and Ellen DeGeneres, to name a few. But that's not all Marley's done since starting her campaign. Recently, she founded Green Ribbon Week, a local initiative meant to impact girls in her area. So it's a campaign in the second week of September where we wear green every day that week to promote positive
1: mental health practices. And then we encourage parents to stop and listen to kids and teachers to stop and listen to how their students feel, and then for kids to breathe and talk it out. It was really cool to see that a lot of kids in my school were able to see both me as, you know, like, sometimes they, you know, think of me as the famous girl. I went viral, I have these many followers on Instagram, this, that, and the other. But then seeing that I was creating changes within my own school was something that I'm really proud of now to think about.
0: Even while Marley worked on her magazine, wrote a book, and started Green Ribbon Week, Her campaign didn't stop at 1,000 books. It's still in motion, and it's helping communities everywhere.
1: We've reached over 12,000 books so far, which is a crazy amount to think about. And when we say 12,000 books, we're not saying 12,000 different stories, but saying in total, with all those stories combined, we've collected 12,000.
0: And if you ask us, that's just so impressive. But there's someone else who's even more elated with how far Marley's passion for reading and changing the world has taken her.
3: I remain in awe of Marley. I'm happy for her. I am happy for the world. And I am excited to be her parent and really encouraged by what she does. I just find her to be full of wonder. And I get very excited by her and what she is doing and what she's accomplished. And I feel the, a similar surrealness about the whole thing. You know, you plant the seed in your child that you can, in fact, do something to make the world a better place. And it is really quite beautiful to watch that idea, that philosophy, grow in a person that you know and you live with. It's just kind of like awe-striking to see that unfold.
0: Believe it or not, there's been some sort of role reversal in Marley's household.
3: So I've been pushed by Marley mostly, and I would say not a soft push, but a kick, to write about this process of parenting. And so I have a book coming out with Random House called Parent Like It Matters how to raise joyful, change-making girls. So I get to do the companion guide to kind of Marley's book in terms of thinking about what can caregivers and parents do to have this approach where, you know, you want your child to care about the world, but you also need to approach it with a lot of joy and a little bit of ridiculousness because that energy of being joyful is one that allows a child to feel connected, engaged, loved, and passionate.
0: And this passion has just fueled Marley to make an even bigger impact through hashtag 1000BlackGirlBooks.
3: Recently, with the
1: help of an organization called Open Libraries, we have been able to digitize 403 of the books that you can find on Open Libraries. So now if you don't have the access to actually you know, have the book physically with you, you can go online and you can read these stories and teachers can use them in classrooms, put them on the smart board, read it to the class, and definitely make sure that
2: we have a proper access for all people. Sharing a book with someone and making sure they feel seen in the things they read is a profound act of kindness. Beyond her campaign, Marley believes we can be kind in our everyday interactions.
1: I think that one way I try to practice kindness and one thing I've been working on myself is active listening so everyone can listen obviously you're listening to me talk you can hear me but active listening is when you bring your own brain to a situation your own ears where you're just focused on fully understanding and respecting a person's view and a lot of what the campaign is about is showing respect to the stories of black girls i know within myself and i've been working on it for you know since the very beginning to be attentive to other people's opinions to show that you care because if you want to be listened to you have to show
2: that you are listening to others so, what's in the future for Marley Dias? Only time will tell. But for now, Marley has her dreams set on a future similar to that of Ava DuVernay. I think I want to be a like movie producer when
1: I'm older and help tell these stories digitally. And I learned a lot about storytelling just through the process of 1,000 Black Girl Books. And I want to do that digitally. I think it's really interesting and it's a lot of fun and it's a way to tell a story. I think Ava, obviously, just seeing her own work has encouraged me to want to do that. And she's shown to me that it, it really is possible for girls like us to have careers like those and tell the stories of other people like us.
2: If you want to learn more about hashtag 1000 Black Girl Books, please visit GrassrootsCommunityFoundation.com. All the links are in our show notes.
0: If you loved hearing about Marley's journey, and if you want to hear even more inspiring stories, please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're feeling especially generous, please leave us a review wherever you can. And again, we're celebrating World Kindness Day this year with our first ever Society of Kind Humans t-shirt. For this campaign, we're directing a portion of our proceeds to Marley and hashtag 1000BlackGirlBooks. So if you believe in the power of being kind, you can purchase the shirt at sincerelyhuman.com store. Link is in our show notes. And if you're on social media, you can find us on Instagram as sincerelyhuman and Twitter as human underscore media. That's it for today's episode. Happy World Kindness Day, and remember, be good to one another.
2: This show is produced by Human Group Media, an award-winning social good podcast company. Human Group Media works with thought leaders, brands, and organizations to inspire social change, through the power of audio storytelling.